Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everyone. Paul here, realestatepodcastshow.com. Today is a new series that I am, um, uh, a renewed series, I should say. Not, uh, not the first time I've talked about this, but definitely something more organized and a little bit more, um, even a little bit more relevant than perhaps the last time I did talk about this. So what I'm calling this is my Lessons from Recessions podcast. This is about making sure that those of you who are in the real estate market, specifically property owners, um, specifically in Toronto GTA, but it'll apply to a lot of areas of Ontario and many areas of Canada. So what I wanted to do today was sort of do a breakdown. And the important thing about this discussion, I really wanted to be very clear up front. Interest rates have no connection to the housing market. They have no bearing on what the housing market's doing. They are a separate entity from what the housing market's doing. A lot of people seem to think they're connected because of the high amount of people who are borrowing money to invest. And that, of course, is part of the image of home ownership. It comes along with the added element of borrowing money to own your own home and to, you know, have the security for the future. Well, as a realtor for the last 23 years and as an investor for 25 years, I was an investor before I was a realtor. And even then, way back in 1998, so if you look at this map here, and this is obviously not the, um, uh, you know, one and only map, but this sort of tells you here where interest rates were back then, which was just a little over 6%. Um, that's when I jumped in the market. Obviously, um, you know, many of you listening and maybe some, some of your parents were in it when it was a 21% interest rate. And they'll tell you all about that uh, at the dinner table over the holidays if they haven't already. Um, and of course, prices were very different back then as well, as you can tell. Uh, but again, I'm trying to, I try to put two charts side by side. Uh, on the left is the um, average five-year mortgage rate from 1965 to uh, 2020, I believe just to give you that story. And then the um, average purchase price of a home from 1985 up till 2005. Just to sort of frame the story a little bit, just to give you a little bit of the background and just to give you, I hope, some helpful lessons, something that will tell you that maybe at this point, for some of you, it might be time to exit the market if anybody has ever told you to buy and hold and never sell, they're lying because those are the same people that I've helped sell properties when it was time for them to get that cash out of the properties and, and exit. And this is what I wanted to do. And again, without going into too many deep levels here, because I do not want to bore anybody off the podcast or off the video, uh, but I do want to make it clear that for those of you who have borrowed a lot of money for your property, 
and, and I'll, I'll just use the example. If you borrowed about half a million dollars to buy a property, let's say in the last five or 10 years, your bank probably didn't tell you that you're actually borrowing 800,000. It might not have been upfront and you probably didn't have to initial it, but it's, it's in there in terms of the interest rate that you're paying for that loan. So do not think that you've just got a mortgage for 500. It's, it's, it's much worse than that. So going back quickly into the history of how mortgages work, obviously the word mortgage itself is actually the, the definition of the word mortgage is death pledge. And if it's something that for a lot of people, you may have heard it for the first time on this podcast, or you might be hearing it for the first time now. Um, it sort of uh, puts you uh, in a different sort of reference mode for uh, what it is that you signed up for. Uh, and it basically would have been back in the very early days of mortgages where when you sign this death pledge uh, and you, um, you know, you borrowed money from someone, then of course, once you're gone, that property became property, uh, that property went back over to uh, the person you were borrowing that money from. And I don't know, um, for most people when they're borrowing money, I don't think they think of it in that, in that sense. But the fact is, if you only own 20%, if you only put 20% down for your property, you really only own 20% of that property. The value to owning real estate is leverage. This is something that I've realized over the years and many of you have found out simply by joining me, simply by being part of my realestatewealthreport.com program where you basically found out how much your property was truly worth. Um, and in many cases, you've sold for numbers that were beyond your wildest ex expectations. And I continue to do that even to this day. Uh, I'm very glad to say that even right now, as of this recording in October of 2023, I am in the top 22% of Toronto agents in 2023 so far. So this approach, this system is working very well. But because the market's shifting, I think this is important for you guys to understand. And I am going to try to keep this short and sweet. I don't like going into, and I don't think anybody wants to listen to an hour-long podcast about lessons from recessions. If you do, if you really want me to dig into specifics, and I'm going to try, but it's probably going to be over different episodes. But if you guys want longer episodes, if you want me to bring on some specific guests that maybe would be... Um, uh, helpful for you to hear from. And if you're listening and if you've got some really, uh, you know, interesting um, opinion, something that you might think might add to the podcast, by all means, reach out to me. I love hearing from people. This is one of the best parts of podcasting is the after podcast is the feedback, the the messages, um, heading over to realestatepodcastshow.com, signing up as a subscriber, getting all these amazing perks. I love doing that. I love making that possible. So what you have to understand is that if we are right now, and let's just look at the chart on the right, which is basically showing you if we are right now either at or close to where things were around 1989 or 1990, 
And this is not a Taylor Swift podcast, even though if she did decide to do a podcast, I was thinking to myself after that tour she just did, after the movie that she just released. And if she was to do a podcast, it would probably blow every podcast away. Uh, And of course, if she wants to join me on this one to talk real estate, her and um, uh, her and anybody else she wants to join me with, uh, that would be fine. But for today, I'm going to say if we are at or near where we were in the 1990s, because we have been uh, in terms of a, a a climb, if you can look from the 1990, uh, I believe we're talking about 1998. Uh, range where sort of prices sort of drop to where they've you know been the lowest they've been in the last let's say you know 30 uh, uh, 25 years so let's say they they've dropped down to that number there like 1996 i believe is is, is where that number hit it was a 28 percent drop uh in a six-year period from um from the from the peak of 89 to where it went down to so it did drop quite a bit if we are at another peak right now and if things are going to drop you're going to want to find out what you are dealing with in terms of the equity that you have in that property because if it if if you were to do this correctly if you were to sell at the peak which could be now i'm not going to say it is or isn't it could be today Right now, as you're listening, October 2023, it could have been spring. It probably was more likely a few months ago. That's how this works. By the way, complete disclosure, even I have screwed up on selling properties over the years. I've sort of thought, okay, you know, we're uh, we're at the right time. This is where it is. Even then, I was six, six months too late. So chances are most of you are as well. So even if we're at that point or close to it, and you're sitting on a a significant amount of equity, you might be in a position where you could sell now. You could decide that maybe it's a a good idea to rent. I don't know about you and your situation. You may or may not want to do that. But at the very least, you would get your money out at the peak and then have the option to decide if and when this happens, if and when we are at the beginning of a recession, you, are, you would be then in a position to possibly be able to buy a property that would be, you know, the, the same type of property that you had, but perhaps for 20 or 30 or maybe 40% less. Again, this is all speculation. There's no guarantee this, this any of this was going to happen because we're looking in the rear view. There's really nothing besides just what's happened in the past, and that's no indication of future performance anyone else will tell you the same. Anybody in in finance, anybody in real estate will tell you the same. So my goal today with this podcast is simply to tell you that if there are lessons to be learned from the past, is that if we are in a position right now where the market has peaked or it's near its peak, it's very possible that we would be in a, you know, if we, if, if we're even just in the same recession as before, the recession itself was only about two years. It's that recovery. That's the biggest, biggest factor. And that's a podcast on its own. The recovery period is the part where if we are going to um, have that time to, 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 to have to build up 13 years, by the way, to get back to the peak from 1990 right up to 2003, I believe, before it was actually right back to where it was. And for most people, 
waiting 13 years to be able to just, you know, get your money out and, and, and move on without any, uh, you know, without, without, you know, having lost, of course, you know, as much as 30%, depending on when you had to sell, um, that would have been, again, an experience that I would love to make sure that doesn't happen to you. I'd love to make sure that if you can get the money out of your property now, we can discuss what your future plans might be. And if the idea of the, uh, and this is just something that's worked well for my clients over the years, is the idea of sell rent by basically putting you in a position where you can sort of wait and see what the market does. And you're still, if you're at a place where you've done really well and you've hit the sweet spot, you've got the property sold, you sold for the right amount. You had a really great story. You had the right marketing. And this is something that you'll have with me when you're signed up with realestatepodcastshow.com. I'll make sure that you have that experience. But as far as what the future is going to tell us, None of us know that. So I hope this has been and I hope this has been a helpful podcast. I hope this has been in at least a little bit informative to give you some idea of history and of course what could happen. But if you have any questions at all, you want to reach out to me, you want to get your updated report done, uh, you can either go through realestatepodcastshow.com or direct through to realestatewealthreport.com. I've tried to make it as easy as possible with these kind of domains uh, for you to reach me. And I hope, again, this has been helpful. Thanks again. Thank you.